Yo, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of On The Spot Sports. I'm Jack, and I'm along with... Tyler from On The Spot Sports. And today, we have a very special guest. We have Cooper Lukenda from St. Olaf College, who is a goaltender for them. Cooper, how are you? I'm doing well, thanks, guys. How's it going? Yeah, no problem. We're doing, we're doing really good. Just weird being in this quarantine time and not being able to hang out with anyone at all besides our family, so... It's interesting for sure. Yeah, for sure. It gets a little boring sometimes, but you know you gotta spice things up, keep it interesting. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, how is quarantine life going for you? You know, it's not going too bad. Uh, when this all first initially uh, broke out, I was uh, supposed to go on a spring break trip with a couple of my teammates, um, and that obviously got canceled. So, I actually head down to Florida with uh, my family for a couple of days, and I was down there for maybe a week, and uh, then I flew back and. You know, I got home maybe three weeks ago, and I've been trying to keep myself entertained since then. Yeah, for sure. Florida must have been warm. It must have been really nice out there. Yeah, yeah. I made the mistake of leaving. My sister and my mom are still down there. They, uh, they're the smart ones. Yeah. yeah. Is, it, is it cold by uh, you right now? Yeah, it actually snowed this morning, if you can believe it cool. still. But yeah, yeah, it's a little cold. Yeah, that's uh, – it snowed by us last week i believe so that was interesting it's like middle of april and you're still getting snow yeah i can't believe it up here i kind of expected like two years ago i just got a uh like notification from my snapchat two years ago i was snowmobiling on today which is That's crazy. Awesome. yeah yeah so i hope you're uh hope you and your family are staying safe and staying healthy during this time and uh so you're from Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, in Canada. So what made you get into hockey, and how old were you when you first started playing? Yeah, it's a funny story. I was kind of, you know, born into hockey. Uh, my dad played hockey. My dad was a goalie. Uh, he played at the University of Notre Dame. And uh, my brother, I have an older brother. He's five years older than me. And uh, he was playing hockey. So I think the day I was released from the hospital, I was pretty much brought to the rink and watching his games. Um Getting into it, you know, like I said, my dad was a goalie, so I kind of just followed his path. But, uh, yeah, I've been doing it since I was born. Yeah, so um, that that's awesome that you're, like, pretty much, like, born right into it. Must have been a lot of fun going to the games when you were younger. Yeah, for sure. So uh, what made you want to play, play goal besides for, like, your dad being a goalie? Yeah, if I'm being completely honest, I think I just uh, wasn't very good at forward. I think I went a couple of years without scoring a goal, and I said, screw this, like, let's switch to goalie. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, so you were a forward before you played goalie? I kind of did both, I think, growing up. I, I would switch back, you know, like how you rotate in, in youth hockey. I did that whole thing. And then I think when I was, like, like in uh, squirts and stuff, I would play both. And then as soon as they told me I had to pick one, I, I chose goalie. I, I was a forward all the way through high school, and I just decided to choose goalie like five years ago now. That's crazy. Interesting. I don't know why, but just love it. Just love getting shots, shots put, uh, puck shot at you. Yeah, I know. Crazy, hey? Yeah. I think I'm one of the weird goalies. Like, I don't, I don't necessarily enjoy uh, getting hit with pucks. I think, I, like, I've had a few goalie partners in the past that just love getting hit with pucks, and I just – that part of the game I don't love. I love uh, – you know, not letting people score, but getting hit with pucks. I'm kind of a wuss when it comes to that. Yeah, I, I do feel that sometimes the same thing for me, but most of the time I like taking shots, though. Yeah. So uh, you played uh, midget, triple A, AAA, and double A for 
the Shaddock St. Mary's. So what was that experience like playing in midgets for such a skilled team? Yeah, it was a, it was a fun experience. You know, like I, uh, didn't, I, I moved to Wisconsin when I was, uh, like probably like 12 and I played like just, you know, midget, like, or just like youth, like double a hockey in, uh, Wisconsin. And, uh, taking that step to Shattuck was like a big jump. And obviously I went from being like a pretty big fish in a small pond in Wisconsin to, uh, being a really, really small fish in a big pond when I went to Shattuck. And, uh, it was, it was an eye opening experience to see like how many talented players there really were. Like I was, I was showing up, I was 14. I had, you know, never talked to a school in my life. I didn't really uh, expect anything. And I was playing with guys in the first week of trial camp that were like committed to Boston college since they were 12 years old. And I was just like, what am I doing here? But um, after that, you know, you adjust and it's a really fun time, especially, you know, you come to appreciate like how uh, special a place it is. So it was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Did you expect it to be the same experience for uh, Wisconsin and Canada or were you expecting a little different? Uh, it was a big, big difference. I, uh, I was kind of, you know, I kind of like was upset when we moved. I kind of thought like, oh shoot, like, you know, it's going to be a lot harder for hockey, a lot harder for making friends and stuff like that. And uh, I actually was pleasantly surprised. Like Wisconsin hockey, especially youth hockey is actually pretty good. So I was uh, pleasantly surprised with that. Yeah. Yeah, so your numbers were, were really good during your three years in uh, St. Mary's. So what was going right for you during those uh, seasons, and what was the biggest thing you learned from playing over in Wisconsin? Yeah, so uh, at Shattuck, I, uh, I think I can credit a lot of my uh, defense in front of me. We had a lot of good players on my teams that I played with. But, uh, you know, we just had a lot of confidence going into games. You know, you know you can – win pretty much every game you're playing there wasn't really too many teams that you like went into the game thinking oh man we get beat here um, and on top of that I had some really good coaching I had one of my uh, favorite goalie coaches ever at uh, Shattuck his name was uh, Des Christopher and he just instilled a lot of confidence into us you know making simple stuff simple and making the hard stuff you know stuff we can handle so it was a lot of fun uh, the biggest thing that I could take away you know is just like taking it day by day. There's a lot of times that I just, you know, get really frustrated because things aren't improving or you get stagnant, but you just kind of got to take it day by day and improve a little bit each day. And eventually, you know, you'll, you'll get a lot better. Yeah. So would you say that your mental game wasn't as strong at the beginning uh, compared to where it is now? Oh man. Yeah. Uh, my, my mental game has taken huge strides in the past, you know, three, four, five years. I, uh, I struggle a lot with that. That's probably my like biggest weakness in my uh, in my game for sure. I've I've seen a few uh, sports psychologists for that stuff, and I really really uh, love that. And I really uh, you know appreciate the work that those guys do because without them, man, I'd be lost for sure. Yeah. So how do you stay positive during like after you get like a goal scored on you or like things aren't going well for you? Yeah, you gotta have something like you know Hopi like throws the water up in the air, like a little saying on your on your blocker or something, just to like keep yourself you know in the moment. I think that's the biggest thing. It's just staying in the moment because if you think about like the past or if you're ever comparing or something, you're obviously just thinking about the past. There's no re need to compare. Just like you know, get ready for the next one, kind of thing. Yeah. So after you played uh, midgets, you went on to you uh, committed to Lake Superior State University. What was that experience like playing over at uh, Lake Superior State? Yeah, it was a really interesting opportunity. Um, coming out of Shattuck, they had a goalie uh, leave there uh, a year earlier than they thought he was going to. So they actually needed a goalie quicker than, you know, I assumed I was going to be going there. And uh, 
they asked me to come in early. And so, you know, I took the chance and did it. And uh, it was a really interesting experience. Again, a big eye-opening experience. You know, I was a young 17-year-old kid graduating. And I was going to play with guys that were, you know, 25, 26 years old. And it just was uh, a little bit rushed, I would say. Uh, I think I've explained this a few times probably, but it was a little rushed. Um, but it was a fun experience overall, you know, seeing guys that uh, had put the work in and got to where they were. Uh, as a 17-year-old kid, it was really fun to look up to those guys for sure. How was your mindset going into that compared to, like, the previous couple years you said in your other league before that? Yeah, uh, there was a huge shift in my mindset. You know, this was, like, going into my freshman year, I was I was set to just, like, work my ass off and just – or, sorry, I don't know if I can swear. Right. Just work my butt off and, uh, you know, just try to do everything I can to, you know, get that ice time. But, uh, you know, things don't always work out as planned, so – stuff happens. I, I obviously got injured. I, I think I uh, told you guys before, but, uh, you know, I just wanted to go do everything I could because I knew, I knew that year going in there, I wasn't expected to go in there that year, even in the first place. And I definitely wasn't expected to go in and play. And we had a really good two goalies ahead of me. So, you know, it was just an interesting, uh, different mindset, you know, planning for the future, not just for uh, that year ahead. Yeah. So was that injury, the hip injury that you said during the takeover? Uh, I was, it was a uh, knee. I tore my MCL. Oh, yeah. yeah. How, how was that like recovery process and all that? Yeah, it was a weird, weird situation actually. So me and one of my teammates, uh, we tore our MCLs. I tore mine on the Wednesday. Um, and we drove down to Michigan to play them that weekend and everyone traveled. So I still just traveled on the bus and sat in the stands. And one of my defensemen in that game on the Saturday, uh, tore his MCL also same thing same exact thing happened and we're like oh shoot like what are we gonna do so we went to the doctors all our doctor visits and all our rehab together um, and the first time we went they told him his was a, a third degree tear and mine was just a one degree and to come back in four weeks do our rehab with our uh, athletic trainer and see how they uh, see how they heal and if his didn't get any better uh, we, he would have to get surgery so we go back in a month and uh they accidentally switched our mris and so his was actually getting a lot better and his was just a grade one tear and mine was the grade three and uh mine hadn't been getting better but the doctor saw some progress so he said you know we'll just hold off on the surgery for now and uh, see how this goes and i was re re really fortunate i didn't end up uh, needing surgery but it was a long long recovery process like uh i want to say I know it's kind of a blur, but I want to say like five, six months. It took a long time. Yeah. How, how was it not playing hockey for that long? Like what did you do to recover and train like after that injury? Yeah, it was, it was frustrating. I was lucky. Uh, Lake Superior State's like in my hometown basically just across the river. I'm from the Ontario side and it's in the Michigan side. And so I was lucky. I had a lot of family support and friends around at that time. Um, but I actually, I actually, uh, I had a, tough year I got mono that year too uh in the middle of that and so I was just like recovering from everything I think I took a good like couple months off just of doing nothing because I was like I was burnt out I I was you know freshman in university I uh, was playing a division one hockey team tore my MCL and then like a month or two into my rehab I get mono and I was just wiped out so I was just like hey like I need a break for a bit took it took a good mental break and came back you know just rehab the best I could from there would you say that that those that collection of 
the MCL and mono, was that your biggest obstacle that you've overcame, not just maybe in hockey, but maybe throughout your life? Yeah, for sure. That's a big one for sure. I mean, uh, it was like, it was, you know, a mental spiral at that point. I think that's the biggest time when I started, you know, seeing like a sports psychologist, it just like takes such a toll on you. Um, when you think it's going to go one way and you know, life just has other plans that goes completely opposite direction. Uh, I felt like maybe in that time, like maybe I was trying to force things too much. So I kind of just took a step back and was like, Hey, let's just let life come to me instead. Yeah. That, that's a really good, um, Thing to, have, thing to have where you just say just let everything come to me and just we'll figure it out yeah but, and it's, it's hard to do too like sometimes you want yeah. you want things to happen eh? but you gotta let sometimes things happen instead yeah exactly so was that like your biggest time that like you had to like focus on like your mindset since like you were frustrated and everything like what was that mindset like going into that injury yeah that was that was uh that was a big one i was i was very frustrated but I also kind of uh was like a little ignorant at that time I think I was like a little um like oh I'm awesome I'm 17 I'm, I'm playing at a division one university kind of attitude that I was like I was like oh this is okay like it's not the end of the world which I think was helpful uh for me I was a little maybe like the wrong attitude but I think at the time it was kind of helpful um I think the other biggest time was when I left uh Lake State I hadn't played a game and so I was trying to, you know, go to a junior team and, well, I, I'd played a couple exhibitions, but nothing, no real games, you know. So I was trying to go to a junior team and, and prove myself. And I think I lost my first, like, three games in a row. And I was just like, man, like, this is, maybe I'm not right for this. Maybe this was a bad decision. And that was probably the biggest, the biggest one. Yeah. So like you said, you went from uh, Lake Superior State to play juniors for the Kempville 73s in the Central Canada Hockey League. How 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 did that season go? Besides, like the first like couple games that you said you lost. Yeah, I don't want to, you know, say too many negative things, but it was a little bit of a rough patch. It was, uh, I you know, I went into to a team that I I knew was not doing so well, and uh, I was I was told it was because of their goaltending and they needed some help. And you know, I got there and it was maybe not all on the uh, goalie before me that was there, but. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I, I learned a lot. I think I learned that like, you can't just show up and expect things to happen. I definitely learned that like you need to work for things. I think, um, my first like 10 games there maybe were, were a big learning process, big learning curve. And then by the end, like my last, like last like five to 10 games, I think we were, you know, all of a sudden we, something clicked and I was playing well, the team was playing well, we were winning games and it, it became a lot of fun for sure. Yeah, so was it hard getting used to, like, that first, like, few games that since you didn't play the year before? Oh, yeah, it was it was really tough, um, especially, you know, you had you have high expectations for yourself, but other people have high expectations for you uh, coming from a Division One school like that. And so, you know, if you're not playing well, you know, hearing that from the other team or the other guys, you know, it was just kind of – that was the big adjustment for sure. Yeah, so um, then going into that next year after Kentville, you went to uh, you went to play in the Knoll for the Johnstown Tomahawks, and you put up some some really good numbers. You went fifteen four and two, I believe. What was it like putting up a season like that, especially after uh, the year before in Kentville and then the year before in Lake Superior State? Yeah, it was really fun. It was it was a, a breakout season for me for sure. I uh, you know I loved every second of it. I got really lucky. Um, a guy that coached in the Sioux before that, the season before that, was going out to Johnstown to coach. And, you know, he knew who I was and he, 
you know, asked me to come out and play there. And it was, you know, an absolute blast. Our team was really good. Uh, we had good organization. I had a really good goalie partner. Uh, his name's Carter McPhail. He plays at Ferris State now. Um, and it was just a really good time. Our, our team, I mean, I think we lost one home game the entire season. It was, a, it was, it was you know, a blast. So it was a good season for me. But, you know, I had a, again, I had a good team in front of me. So I can't uh, take too much of that credit for sure. Yeah, so what was the biggest difference going from the CCHL to playing in the NAL? Yeah, probably a couple things. There was, the, the organizations I went from were kind of like a, a big jump. Uh, in Kempville, it's, it was a good organization, but it was, you know, played at a community rink and, you know, not many fans, a really small town. So it wasn't like, you know, you're getting a big crowd or anything. And then I went to uh, Johnstown. It's not a huge city by any means, but you know, they really are passionate about their hockey there and they really, really love uh, the Tomahawks. They had a pro team uh, before uh, the Tomahawks and uh, it was, the, we played in the rink that they filmed uh, Slapshot in. Cool. And so the, uh, the team really had a lot of pride uh, around the Tomahawks and they got to uh, Hockeyville maybe in 2015. So they got to revamp the, uh, the rink. And so it was just like, an unbelievable rank, uh, an unbelievable fan base. And we had like, we probably averaged like, I don't know, 2000 fans a night. And in playoffs, we were packed in the place. And uh, it, we were just like, I don't know, we were treated like pros. It was, you show up to the rink every day and like you have business to take care of and they know you have business to take care of. And as long as you're taking care of it, like that's, that was it. And it was, it was a good time. Yeah. What did that pride mean to you? Like personally from like the team aspect and then the fans aspect like what what did that all like personally mean to you yeah you know it was more you realize it was more than just yourself it was more than just like you playing hockey for to trying to go to wherever you want to play it was it was like you going to you know the Denny's uh after the game and people coming up to you and saying like hey good game hey good game hey like my son really loves watching you play like it, it was realizing to me that there's like a lot more good to bring out of hockey than just playing hockey and you mattered a lot more in that city than you thought you mattered. Like people, people didn't maybe understand like why you were leaving the next year because you're an age you can't play the next year. But they knew that like when you put on that Jersey, you meant so much to their like little kid that you like represented something bigger than just a hockey team. Yeah. That, that's awesome. It seems unreal that like fans just come up to you and just was like, well, good game, good game. Yeah. Stuff like it was that. Couldn't get away with anything in that town though, but it was, it was a blast. Yeah, for sure. And so how what was it like playing in the arena that Slapshot was filmed in? Yeah, it was really cool. It was like a historical experience for sure. We had a couple uh like the Hanson Bros would come to a couple games here and there. We had like some, I don't know, a couple like meet and greets with them and stuff like that. It was it was interesting for sure. It was a culture culture shock, but it was it was fun. How was how were the Hanson brothers? <laughs> They're interesting. They're still still carrying around the glasses and everything. They're hilarious. That, that's Sorry. awesome. So, uh, what was your like biggest uh, your biggest takeaway from that season, from like everything that you've uh, faced going into Johnstown? Yeah, uh, that's a tough question. I think like in in Johnstown, like the the friendships I built with not only just like my teammates, but like the people in the city or my billet family, it was just it was second to none. You know, you have in junior hockey, they say you could have the best experience or the worst experience in your life. And 
you know, I had absolutely the best experience of my life in Johnstown. So it just like, it was second to none. Yeah. That's awesome. That was, you met a lot of great people there and the fans were great. Like everything surrounding the organization was great. So what, what was something that you worked on during the season or even during the off season, the the year before that helped you contribute to the success with the Tomahawks? Yeah. uh, The biggest thing I've been working on um, for the past two years, actually, uh, me and my goalie coach back home and then my goalie coach in Johnstown, we've been uh, working on foot speed and just getting ahead of the play because like, I I don't have the fastest feet in the world. I'm kind of got slow boots, but um, if you can get ahead of the play and be patient on your edges, it's it's so helpful. So I've just been trying to really, really up my foot speed, really up my footwork so I can, you know, be ahead of plays and, and stay on my edges and not always like I, I have a really good or I feel like I have a really good butterfly and I'm really comfortable in my butterfly. So, you know, not having to use that all the time or not feeling like I have to use that all the time is like something that I, I want to work on and have been working on for sure. Yeah, for sure. And so what are some of the drills that you did to increase that foot speed? Yeah, off the ice, it's a lot of ladder drills, a lot of agility, speed, uh, foot quickness. And then on the ice, it's, uh, you know, it's a lot of like doing a drill first, um, like slow and controlled, and then, you know, picking it up and going 110% speed. It's it's a lot of like simple, simple, simple drills, like maybe just like C cutting out to a puck and T pushing once right, once left, slow and controlled like five times, and then just going like, you know, all out as fast as you can a couple of times, just so you, you know, one dial it in and then two, you can pick up your foot speed. And if you mess up, you know, that's, it's going to happen in the game. So you got to get used to it. Yeah. Do you do uh, any of that? Like 15 second drills where uh, it increases your foot speed by a lot. I haven't, I'll have to look that up. Can you explain it to me? It's a little too difficult. Um, I've tried, but yeah, it's, it's difficult, but that's okay. I'll look I, it up after this. yeah, I also have like slower foot speed. So like I need to increase that. Yeah. So I'm just doing whatever I can to increase that foot speed. Yeah, it's a big it's a big thing nowadays, especially with how fast guys are getting today. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. Crazy. So uh, you also played uh, – you guys also made the playoffs that year in Giantstown. So what was it like playing in the playoffs with such a good junior team? Yeah, it was, it was awesome. Awesome atmosphere um like crazy crazy every game was packed sold out um we made it interesting on ourselves we uh i think we lost one like i said one home game all year maybe i I don't even know if we did uh when we got to playoffs we went uh we went to like five games every round so uh, the playoffs only go to five games they're not best of seven they're best of five and uh so both rounds at the beginning, we went best of five, best of five, just to make it interesting on ourselves. And one of them, we were playing a team that was 10 hours away. So it's just an awesome bus ride back and forth. Um, but after that, in the null, after the first two rounds, um, you go, if you make it past the first two rounds in your division, you win your division. So we won our division and you get flown out to Minnesota where they have the Robertson Cup and it's four teams. Uh, you play a best of three first, and then the championships one game. And uh, like I said, my goalie partner was really good in Johnstown. So we got to the Robertson Cup, and we played Fairbanks in our best of three. And so he was slated to play those games. I, I wasn't expecting to play um, by any means because uh, he had put up a pretty good run in the playoffs. And our first game, we went down a couple goals quick and maybe like two or three goals and uh, it was really nerve-wracking everyone was like pretty like frustrated you know bench was trying to stay calm 
but we came back, we won like seven, three, our offense just like came alive and just blew them away. Second game, uh, same thing happens. We went down two goals or three goals really quick again. And we're just like, Oh shoot, here we go again. So we come back this game, but we end up losing, I think five, four maybe. And so the third game we're going in, we're like, okay, well, our offense is firing. Like, we'll be good. We'll be ready to go. Um, we went down four, nothing in the first period right away. Again, it was crazy. They just really, really had a jump on us right from the start. And, uh, so after that happened in the first period, my coach put me in and I was like, Oh man, like I haven't played in two weeks. Like, here we go. Like, of course, uh, big moment, you know, what can you do? But, uh, I, uh, played really well. I was really nervous at first. They got this, they have this big scoreboard or not even scoreboard projector right behind you. Um, if like in your net on the wall, that's super bright. So I, I'm hopping in, I go on the ice, my first time touching the ice in, uh, in uh minnesota and just this big screen of my face just comes up on and i'm just like oh crap here we go but uh no i ended up playing really well and we came back we were it was like a really good game uh we're down four i think i said we went four one four two four three four four and we're tied four four and with like maybe three minutes left they got a five on three power play and they ended up scoring on the five on three and that was the end of our uh playoff run but you know, it was, it was a cool experience for sure. It was really cool to get to go to the Robertson Cup. Really cool to see, like, all our support from, you know, the fans and our organization. And then, you know, to go down like that sucks and it hurts, but it happens, you know. Yeah. It sucks being uh being being tied and then you go down 5-4 with three minutes left. I've had yeah. that happen plenty of times to me. It doesn't feel good. No, it's not the greatest feeling. You know, you felt like you let the team down, but – did the best you could at that point, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you were talking about how you guys were down the first two games and then came back, and then the third, the, the last game, you guys were down again, but you came back and you lost. Did you guys learn anything about yourselves as a team by coming back and being able to pull off the comeback? And then with the last game, obviously, you were close. But overall, what what did you guys learn from yourselves like as a team like mental standpoint to be able to come back and even yeah it I, I think for sure in the first game we learned we could do it you know we learned like like nothing's going to hold us down nothing's going to stop us like we we have the ability to come back but I think that the biggest thing we learned in the last game was like man you can't do it three times in a row right like you you do it once that's that's really good like you you shouldn't even do it once and so just uh to not put ourselves in that position would have been the the best place to be in the in the first place but you know, the fact that we did it once was, was awesome. If we could have done it twice, it would have been, been really good. But, you know, stuff happens. Yeah, so would you say that was uh, one of the most things that you – the best thing that you cherished from your junior careers, going to the playoffs and playing the Robertson Cup? Yeah, that was, that was second to none. That was awesome. It, it really – it was a really cool experience. Uh, one of my really good buddies from Sault Ste. Marie growing up, um, was actually on Aberdeen that year too, and he they ended up winning it. So it was really cool. We're staying in the same hotel, you know, down the down the hallway from each other. We hadn't seen each other in two years, maybe, and it was a really cool experience. Yeah, for sure. So after that season with the Tomahawks, you committed to St. Olaf College in Northfield, Minnesota, and to complete your second season of eligibility for college hockey. So I'm sure you got lots of offers from different schools, but why did you choose uh, St. Olaf? Yeah, it's uh, it was pretty simple for me. You know, I uh, 
I wanted to go division one, obviously that's like everyone's goal. Right. And I'd been there and I wanted to get back. That was my, that was my goal from the start. But, uh, in reality, uh, my eligibility situation was kind of messed up and, you know, I didn't, didn't, uh, play particularly outstanding that year. So my eligibility situation to break down, I guess I, uh, would have had to sit out one year and then I only would have had one year of eligibility left to play. And so at that point, you know, you got to be the best goalie in the world to, to have a team take a chance on you for one year. And uh, so I, and I wanted to play, you know, I wanted to play three years. That, that's what I got at the division three level because there's no transfer rule there. So I was really excited to, you know, find a D three school that was going to be my home. And uh, I had St. Olaf in the back of my head for a while because my brother played there actually. And uh, he loved it. And they had a coach, uh, Mike Eves at the time that had played pro coach that Wisconsin coached the U S team, you know, he, he knew what it takes and he would always talk to me and say like, I can get you a pro offer if playing hockey, something you want to do after college. And I was, you know, I had that in my back pocket, but I didn't want to just follow my brother's footsteps and say like, yeah, you know, I have this, I'll just take it, whatever. Um, so I went through the season and I talked to like a few D three schools here and there, but you know, my heart was just set on St. Olaf from the start. I think I ended up going on a visit and, you know, I, I fell in love again for the second time after falling in love the first time my brother was there. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm really glad I made the decision. It was, uh, you know, the best decision I've made in a while. So, yeah. So how is D3 com college hockey compared to D1? I've heard that it's, it's pretty much almost the same as a good D1, uh, D1 t program. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, especially for us at St. Olaf, you know, we just built a brand new rink that was finished, uh, like two years ago now, like in 2018, it was just finished and we have brand new weight rooms and like a brand new like facility. It's, it's unbelievable. The facilities are second to none at uh, St. Olaf, but it's not, every school is not like that. You know, I think that the biggest difference between D1 and D3 is that like the, the top, top D1 or top, top D3 schools um, facilities or players or whatever it may be are like mid to low D3 schools, like facilities or players or whatever. And then the top D1 schools like the North Dakotas or the, all the big 10 schools are obviously going to be miles, miles ahead. So, you know, for, from a facility standpoint, our, our schools as, as good as any is, um, except for, you know, the top, top 1% of the D1 schools, uh, from a player standpoint, there's a lot of good players in D3 hockey. Uh, and there's a lot of reasons why those guys go D3. You know, some of them are, they just weren't good enough for, for Division One hockey. It, it happens. Um, others are, you know, they wanted more playing time or they were at a Division One school like me and it didn't work out and they left or, you know, situations like that. Um, there's definitely a lot better players at the Division One level on their top two lines. Um, but from there, you know, the top two lines at a really good D3 school could for sure play on, you know, some division one schools. So it's, it's pretty interesting, you know, um, I'm not saying by any means we would uh, compete with division one schools. We would definitely get, uh, beat pretty bad. Those, those guys are some pretty good players, but you know, there's definitely really good players at the three level also. Yeah. So, uh, you went two, six and two in 12 games this season with St. Olaf. So what was it like getting back to playing college hockey and how do you think your season went overall? Yeah, it was, it was an adjustment for sure. Um, you know, we had a young team, a really young team this year for sure. And uh, we were going through a transition period. As I said, uh, the coach before was Mike Eves, and he actually signed an AHL deal the year, like as I was coming in, he, he signed it in like the middle of the summer. So we didn't have a coach going into 
you know, the beginning of uh, the school year. And we actually didn't sign a coach till we were all on campus in like September. And it was a really weird time. You know, we had guys that had been there for four years that had played only maybe five games, or we had guys that were coming in expecting to play every single game. And it was just a weird, you know, mix of situations. Um, and we had to learn a lot. I think our young guys learned a ton um, and our seniors really helped us out with that. Um, but it was a process for sure. We, we would always compete with the, the top teams in our division. We would lose one, one or two, like by one or two goals, but then we'd play the teams that we should beat, you know, and we would just, you know, fall apart in the third period and we just not have that, you know, experience that we needed to, to win games. Um, and it, I would say like, the other thing is, is like I said, we learned a ton. I think we went one and 12 in our first like 13 games and we played 26 game season. You know, you're not going to have a good record if you, if you start that poorly. But after that, after January, I think we won like five games, which is, you know, pretty good for considering the start. And uh, we just kept growing. You know, if our season was 50 games long, I think we would have, you know, doubled our wins record, or tripled our wins record. We were, we were getting better every day. Um, so going into next year, we're really excited. We, we have a coach now that's, you know, we think is going to be stable for us. And we have, we have players that are going to be really good. So it should be good going into next year. Yeah. So um, during like the end of the season, all this quarantine stuff hit, did it have any effect on like your season or anything? Fortunately not. Uh, it was only the teams in division three level that were in the NCAA tournament at that point. And we, we didn't make playoffs, unfortunately. So we were out a couple weeks before that. Um, my golf season actually was just about to start up. We were, uh, we were two weeks into like training camp or whatever for golf. And we had our first tournament coming in a month and a half and it, uh, it got canceled, but it's okay. Yeah. So during the takeover, I learned that you also played golf. So what made, what made you get into golf and you're doing it at St. You obviously you're doing it at St. Olaf, but what, what's the experience like from playing golf in college? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. I honestly don't really know what got me into golf. I kind of just feel like I've been playing it since I was born just for kind of fun, just messing around. I kind of started taking it a little more serious probably when I moved to Wisconsin. Um, at, at, at the college level, it's awesome. It's a, uh, it's a blast. I couldn't believe how much fun it is. And, and I have a really good coach that's really, you know, aware that I play hockey also and that my heart's with hockey. So if I need like time or if I can't make a practice because some conflict he's really good about it which makes it really easy for me uh, in that transition but otherwise like you know I've played golf for fun my whole life and these guys I come to college these guys have been playing golf for for like I play hockey for serious you know they come and they practice for two three hours a day and I, that's the biggest adjustment for sure it's been like I going to practice and realizing hey these guys put in serious work so you know I have a lot of catching up to do in that department but once I start it's uh it'll be good yeah, you mentioned, I think you said you were playing golf as a little kid as well. Um, and I know you also said in the beginning of the episode that uh, your dad played and your older brother played, and that's kind of how you got into it. But if it wasn't hockey, do you think there would be another sport you would possibly want to get into from a young age? Yeah, it, it would be it would be golf for sure. Uh, but if it wasn't golf or hockey, you know, I, I really love like uh, water sports like skiing and stuff like that so if, if it wasn't like one of those two I'd for sure you know get like a wake boat or something and be maybe a surfer guy or something of that sort uh, have you ever have you ever done that got a boat yeah, did that? A, a little bit yeah there's a lot of nice lakes up here and I live on Lake Superior so it's it's a it's a fun time up here in the summers for sure yeah for sure so um, 
What's your favorite golf course that you've ever golfed at? Uh, there was a course uh, not too far from me when we lived in Wisconsin called Aaron Hills. Uh, the U.S. Open was there a couple of years ago, and it, it's my favorite course that I've ever played by far. It's it's an absolute blast. Would you consider yourself a good golfer? What's, uh, your, what's your best score? I'm very, very okay. I can, I can hang up there, but I'm not uh, consistent enough, I don't think, to call myself a good golfer. Yeah, I feel that. I also golf for, for fun, and yeah. I say on the below average part. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, going back to uh, hockey for a little bit, who is who would you say is your favorite goalie of all time? Who do you look up to as a goalie? It's a it's a difficult question for me. I think like when I was a when I was a kid, um, I you know I idolized the guys from the Sioux like Marty Turco. I, I just looked up to him a ton. Um, but I always had a Mika Kippersoft poster in the in the back of my room, you know, hanging up behind my bed. But uh, as I got older and watched, you know, his his clips and stuff, that's not really how I play it by any means. You know, I was a big fan of him and, you know, Marc-Andre Fleury uh, growing up as a kid, but I think it was just because it was interesting. Uh, nowadays, I look up to Carey Price as, like, you know, the holy grail. He is the absolute best goalie I think I've ever watched, and I just love watching him play, and I try to emulate that as much as I can for sure. Yeah, it's funny. Everyone we have interviewed has said Carey Price is as the goalie yeah. that they look up to, and yeah. he is I, a very good goalie. I absolutely idolize him, uh, like an unbelievable amount for sure. Yeah. So uh, this meeting's about to end in like under a minute, I guess. So, is there any closing words, Tyler, that you have? No, I mean, I just think again, hearing different people come from different backgrounds is really, really cool. So. Um, all, all, all the stuff you said, it, it's really cool. And all the different jumps too, like you said, you went from Canada to Wisconsin then back to Canada and all a bunch of different environments. So I thought it was really cool hearing like your perspective on like your different, like I said, backgrounds and experiences with the different teams you've been on through your career. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. I, I love hearing other guys' stories too. I appreciate it guys. Uh, thank you for coming on Cooper. We really appreciate it. Of course. Thanks guys. Yeah. See ya. See ya.